for Magic Mike's Last Dance, which comes out next week. I am doing that, but go on. Okay. What... That makes this question harder. Um, you are doing that, so yeah. why... What could what could you be doing to do it better? Nothing. I'm at my peak. Right. Uh, I would... What could I be doing to do it better? I... How do you get the word out here? God, I, I really have no idea, because like, who sees these movies anymore... Just regular movies for grown-up people, but it's yeah. not—it's not like a man called Otto, where it's just like, oh, that's nice. Tom Hanks is angry. I, uh, it's like a sexy movie. Yeah. I. And. I I mean I truly I truly like I'm I'm not just trying to blow off the question, but I really have no idea how one, like, engages the world with these movies. Like, you get Channing Tatum out in the world and but where like, like doing a, a judge on tour. dancing with the stars like i yeah do people do people watch that still you could do one where one of the backup dancers is um shows up on one of the dates on the bachelor and teaches the bachelor to strip sure to the girl's amusement that's a that's a that's a very good idea <laughs> or some Hayek shows up and is like, strip for us. I don't know. I just feel like you got to be doing more. I mean, if you could, there's a lot of big football games on. Uh-huh. You could have the players do a little skit as a promo. You know, some players do that kind of thing where they're stripping. I don't know. But I th- I just, on paper, it was it's such a good idea to make another one, to have it be a final one. It was originally going to be an HBO Max, and when they announced it to theaters, I was like, yes, that's absolutely correct. And now it's just coming out with just not on a lot of a wave of a... It's very quiet out there for the movie. Yeah, it's low-energy Mike. I don't know, it seems, but I don't know, it's tough nowadays to figure that out. I guess have him do a dance with Megan... Megan's hot right now. Okay. Just tie it into a different movie. Sure. It's outperforming Different movie. studios. Uh, so that's a problem. Warner Brothers. I, on on the chart, what's Warner Brothers' highest ranked movie currently? Warner Brothers' highest ranked movie currently is... Uh, <laughs> hold, please. Do they have any major subsidiary studios I should be looking out for? No. I... Uh, House party at number twenty four. All right, so Magic Mike, they hire strippers, but oh no, it's the Magic Mike strippers, not the ladies we wanted. And that's a good gag. Sure. Um, that's the Black Adam only, strips. That's the only film they have on the fucking list. If I were these studios, I would put a little skit for my movies in front of my other movies. So before you see Black Adam, there's like a two-minute skit of Magic Mike, Black Adam's auditioning, and he's being all like, what do you mean? There's like, we have to remove your clothes, and he just like does it by magic, and they're all gone. He's like, well, no, not, okay, slower, and then like they just slowly dissolve, and he's like, can you dance? 
And Adam's like, yes. And they're like, okay, do a dance. He's like, no. You know, whatever. Sure. And then... Then Black Adam uh, disintegrates Kevin Nash with blue lightning, and that's why he's not in the movie. <laughs> uh, I would do things like that. I think that'd be fun. It reminds me a lot of... Um, I always loved the skits before the MTV Movie Awards when I was a child. Okay. And it, it, it's similar to those kind of running between movies thing. That's a good yeah. idea. Or like a cartoon before a cartoon. Yes. A serial. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I'm very low energy and I don't know why. I'm going to pump it up. Ready? I want you to... to, to um... No, I don't want you to do that. All right. I was going to say go like... <laughs> Like you're blow, like you're pumping okay, you know, me sure. up, but I don't want you to do that anymore. You Instead, I'm going to welcome everyone to the 229th episode of What's at the Box Office, your weekly look at movies and the money they make. Each week, we sit down and pour over the weekend's box office returns and tell you what we think they mean for the industry at large. I'm your host, Brian. And I am your host, Noah. He sure is. What do we usually you talk after that? What do we got today, Noah? Now, see, I, I no longer do the quip thing. But then, still, how do we still, get into the? I'm supposed to lead us into the five. That's that's how it's. Uh, yeah, we're, we're still working out the kinks, everybody. It's a new, it's a new, it's a new year, and we're uh, we're workshopping it as we go. Uh, but yes, my top five this week, in honor of eighty for Brady, mm-hmm. Tom Brady recently retired again. Uh, pretty good, pretty the best quarterback ever. The goat. Yeah, I think that's probably right. I uh, other teams have different luck with quarterbacks uh, like our beloved Chicago bears. So to sort of shine a spotlight to highlight what we've been through so far, I've done my top five bears quarterbacks. Okay. Of my lifetime of our lifetimes. I uh, <coughs> number five is Mitch Trubisky. Mitchy who wasn't How very many have good. there been. I, How many were on this list? I mean, there was, there's been like five main ones, but plenty of like spot guys okay. here and there. Your Mike Glennons, your Caleb Haney's, uh, and so on, etc., etc. Uh, Mitch Trubisky was someone we traded up for. We traded for the number two pick to, uh, to take him in the draft, and it didn't go well because mm. he wasn't very good. He wasn't, like, terrible. Uh, he had flashes here and there, and the team around him was always pretty bad. But uh, it just didn't, didn't ever work out for Mitch. I remain not quite a fan, but, you know, uh, an admirer and hope that he does well in his future endeavors. Number four is Kyle Orton. Mm. Remember Kyle Orton? Sure do. Uh, sort of a a, a bridge a bridge Rex Grossman era guy, when he was a, he was the kind of quarterback that would not lose you a game generally, but also never win you a game in his life. Oh. He would throw okay Poor passes Kyle. for two hundred yards. No. I I was a big fan of his because the Kyle Orton era was also the height of my professional wrestling fandom. Ooh. And he shares a last name with one Randy Orton. And I thought that was very sure. cool. Uh, and I, st- I still kind of think it's a little cool. Number three, the big guy in there right now, Justin Fields. Wow, number three. Uh, 
he's only number three because he's still very much a question mark, a work in progress. Mm-hmm. This season was very exciting. Had a lot of uh, a lot of promise shown by young Justin. Uh, first season was not good, and also there's still a somewhat open question of can he throw a football? Mm-hmm. Uh, which isn't that's very important. Yeah, it's not quite what you want. But a lot, a, of, a lot of promise. Uh, we got the number one pick, and maybe this team will be a whole different team next year, and I'm looking forward to it, and hopefully he can rise up the list uh, because number two is Rex Grossman. Can we take um, – when is the draft? In the summer. Well, August? I don't recall mm. exactly, but that seems right. If it's before the NBA one, we should take Wevinyama. Okay, in football. Yeah. And then we'll just so, the Bears. Think he would just not go. No, no, the Bears would just give him to the Bulls. Okay, there's no way the draft is in August. That's good because the football starts. NBA draft is in end of June. Okay, I uh, yeah, so maybe July. I don't know. It's probably after the NBA. Damn, I That's good plan. Yeah, I mean that would be good. It would kind of hamstring the Bears a little bit. Well. Yes. Also violate some laws? I don't know. Laws? It's <laughs> just in the wrong sport. That's against the law. Uh, <laughs> I have to play the right sport. Yeah, like, I don't think you can just... So I Michael Jordan went to jail for all those years. Then, well, he did it of his own accord. Wrong he sport? Was, he, was, he wasn't transferred by the Bulls to the White Sox. Uh, number two is Rex Grossman, a quarterback who was not good, but he had an incredible arm, and he had a great nickname, Sexy Rexy, or... <laughs> as I prefer to call him, the sex cannon. Uh, and he took us to a Super Bowl. Yeah. Remember that Super Bowl? The anniversary of that Super Bowl was recently, and uh, I watched videos of Devin Hester returning the opening kickoff to, for a touchdown. Watch I watched that recently, too. Uh, and it it just it lights up your day. Well, that, was, that was the height of my football watching. Well, sure, but... We've we've kind of gotten gotten over that in the uh, the past fifteen years or so, mm-hmm. uh, and then coming in number one, Jay Cutler, most disrespected man in Chicago. Wow, uh, did a great job for a very long time. I uh, had some serious injuries during playoff games that he couldn't play through because his mm. knee wasn't on right, and people were mad at him for that. It's very important for a quarterback, and that was bad. Uh, and throw, also, like he's not a superstar. You do need a knee. I. Yeah. Uh, He's not a superstar, and people were mad at him for that. But, listen, he was really good, and he was with us for a long time, and he did his best, damn it. And I'm uh, fond of him. And that's uh, that's my list. What's your top five list of Bears quarterbacks in our lifetime, Brian? Um, Where would you put Josh McCown on your list? Oh, probably third. How about Mike Glennon? Mm, sixth. Andy Dalton? Well, he's first. Yeah, of course he is. The Red Rocket. That's right. Uh, enough of this. At the box office this weekend, uh, a little more uh, a little more exciting stuff happened. Uh, at number one, Knock at the Cabin, opened on top, was followed by 80 for Brady, opened at number two. Not very like Tom Brady. Avatar The Way of Water came in at number three. BTS, Yet to Come in Cinemas. Opened at number four, and number five was Puss in Boots, The Last Wish. Yeah, it's not sexual. No. Uh, though this, the concert is yet to come, and they're playing it in cinemas. Right. 
yeah, it's you're not awaiting for BTS to uh, achieve. <laughs> yes. Uh, knock at the cabin. Open to the number one spot. $14.1 million. Yeah. Tell me about it. Well, it's on the lower end of expectations. I don't know what didn't click here. This felt like it had a very good premise. Sure. Very easy to understand premise. A very intriguing premise that I thought audiences would go, I want to see how this plays out. Um, based on a popular book, M. Knight is kind of back into his the swing of things. This is like two million or so less than old, which came out in July of 2021. Right. Uh, M. Night self-finances these movies, so I believe the budget was around 20 or so, so it'll make its money back. But, yeah, a little disappointing. It is does have the distinction, as um, I guess three movies do, of knocking a James Cameron off the top spot. Titanic, it was lost in space, and I don't know what did it for Avatar. But um, it did knock uh, Avatar 2 off the top perch. It's just... That's when you see cinema score, which again usually happens with like horror movies. Where you're just like, uh, oh, I, uh, it's not what I expected, or it's not, you know, this, or it, the ending was. It's just, it goes exactly where you think it's gonna go. So I don't know what they, yeah. what everyone was thinking, but say la vie. It, um, it so far is, uh, it's fourteen million. It's just gonna stand as just disappointing, in my opinion. Yeah, and that's... Uh, it had no stars, you know? It really didn't have anything going for it but his name and its premise. But. Jonathan Groff, not quite a four-quadrant no. uh, superstar. I Yeah, and I I feel like maybe this is just what his movies do. Maybe, until he comes up with like a big uh, big swing. And I, I wouldn't mind him, you know... I don't want to have himself finance it, but I would love to see him tackle like a $60 million picture. That's good. Sure. But does he write these as well? He co-wrote this one. He took a okay. dra- he took a crack at the screenplay. So he wrote another draft. Of it. All right. Yeah. I uh, yeah. I know his his whole thing is like M Night Shyamalan, the twists, which is right. like pretty overblown. And part of the point, TV spots for this like did say it will keep you guessing until the end. Yes. He did four. I don't know. Some breakable twist, kind of. Yeah. So he did four of them. Okay. The Village, Signs, Unbreakable. The first four. Lady in the Water didn't really have a twist. Yeah. The Happening didn't. Airbender didn't. After Earth? No. Split? No. No, but it had its It did have the thing, thing. Yeah. yeah. It had a surprise. Glass, no. Old, no. No. Though Old had a revelation. Uh, it wasn't a twist per se. Yeah, it was, it was terrible. Like a, it almost ruined. It that was movie. like the end of the movie. Almost ruined that movie. I hate that scene so it's much. It's not good. Yeah, I. And then but this, this is better than his last three. Yeah, better than old. It's better than Glass. Might be better than Split. I don't know. I have to see Split again. But yeah, it's. Uh, I haven't seen the visit. We should watch the visit. Sure. Never um, seen that one. I'd take Split over this. I think. Yeah, probably. I just need to see it again. But yeah, yeah I, uh, I it's it's a good movie, and I am surprised. It just it felt like a big kind of this could really hit, but yeah. Oh well. Next time, I eighty for Brady came in at number two with twelve point seven million. And a yet, very similar open. Sold more tickets. Now why was that? I uh, because Knock at the Cabin 
uh, is... Wait, hang on. Knock at the Cabin is not like an IMAX thing. No, we saw Ava- it in Avatar. Dolby, we saw it in Dolby. It is in, is in, it is in premium. Yeah. Is it because 80 for Brady sold more matinee tickets, which are cheaper? No, you're very close. It is because... Um, Paramount, Paramount, yeah, everybody struck a deal with theaters to take to price their tickets lower than average. So, for instance, I read somewhere that 80 for Brady's average was like nine something, and Knock at the Cabin's average ticket price around the country is 12 something. And this is something that's that's happened before, uh, when the Batman came out in March, AMC raised their prices for those tickets, okay. Um, and so this is a thing that happened, but it did, it worked and it, it sold, they sold more tickets. So reasonably with the, you know, there's, it's kind of a two, two, I don't know. It's tough to really figure it out if it worked or not, because it, it may, what it make 13, 12, 12, 7, yeah. that's a decent amount of money for this. Sure. It means that older audiences came out, women came out and they came out on opening weekend. Right. The issue is, is did anyone notice that the tickets were cheaper? Yeah. yeah. And, and then tell their friends, like, you got to get it on this deal. It's cheaper whenever you go. You know? Probably not. No, I don't expect they did. So in that regard, did it work? No. Would If they kept the prices at the uh, at the same price normally, would it have made the same amount of money? Probably. I'm sure there would have been a few people who went like, you know, $12. Fuck you. But probably. Um, but it is interesting. And I can see a future where this is a more common practice. Um, which makes sense. You think of it like concert tickets, you know, us going to see, uh, you know, Alex Leahy is going to be less money than us seeing Alex Leahy, who will be, um, I don't want to have her be 80 for Brady, who will be BTS yet to come in cinemas. No, let's say dog. Okay. Uh, is going to cost less than us seeing Kendrick. Which is the Batman, right? Which is which also then. Both of those could be more than us seeing Girl K, which could be us seeing like After Sun, and I think that there's a way where like these indies are cheaper, and then they start to sell more tickets, and that gets people more involved in that kind of space, and you know things like the Fablemans cost about as much as 80 for Brady did or maybe even less on certain days. Yeah. Like I think there's a way to just do this like a concert, which kind of makes sense when you think about what it is. You're seeing a big show or you're seeing a, a little obscure show. Um doesn't matter for us. We have a list and if AMC changes those rules, I'm going to be pissed. But uh that does in my brain kind of make sense. Until the box office gets into the swing of things, the idea that you you pay a little more for the big Avengers and you could just do it on opening weekend. I think that's what the Batman was, was it was on opening weekend. Okay. In this regard, 80 for Brady, it's going to be this price throughout its whole run. But if you want to see, you know, Avengers Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday of its, of its first four days, it'd be the first one to see it. It's going to cost you a little more than if you wanted to go see, uh, um, this is, this is why they should make more mid budget things. You can think of them game night. Uh, on its opening weekend, that'll cost you a little less. Yeah, might get more people to go see the movies. I'm I'm into I'm into trying it. What do you think? Uh, yeah, I like it better than them changing the price of the seats based on yeah. where they are. I'm going to pull the up an article because we'll, we'll talk about that after the box office. Okay. But uh, 80 for Brady, it's a good result. Next weekend's the Super Bowl. Um, 
no one goes to the movies on you know, over a third of the country watches it so yeah. box office will be down then but maybe some of the older folks will go before the game sure. or during who knows but it legs on this will be interesting whether it pulls another auto yeah i it's eighth weekend we're only just now talking about avatar the way of water just at the number three spot it fell from one to three uh, it made $11.3 million. It's a 29% drop. It's up to 636.9. Never mind. It's fine. Oh, I see. It's fine. Uh, it is. A f- I have nothing. I don't have a whole lot to say. I'm going to check the all-time lists here. Um, blah, 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 blah. It is. No, it would have. No, okay. We have a few more weeks till it goes up to number nine domestically. Worldwide, I believe we are officially... Uh oh, we're so close. Or or maybe passing Titanic today or yesterday. But it is next time we speak to you all, the third biggest movie of all time worldwide, surpassing Titanic, which has a very convenient re release. Different studio. Uh re release um next week. Next weekend. I don't know. I don't think for very long. And I don't I don't see them really selling the hell out of it. And it's only in two or three showtimes on Friday. So I don't know how well that'll do, but maybe. This is probably a dumb question. If it's being re-released by a different studio, does that have any effect on its all-time money? No. You know, it's being released by... I'm in a different studio from Avatar. It's It's not 20th Century Fox trying to... Uh capitalize on like their Cameron thing. Okay. It's paramount trying to capitalize. Although I, okay. I could have this flipped. I'm not going to look it up so you guys can do that. But there was a thing where, uh, paramount sold paramount was initially doing Titanic or 20th century Fox was, and to cover the ballooning budget, they sold the foreign rights to the other studio. Okay. So either Paramount is releasing it here or 20th Century Fox is. I'm pretty sure it's Paramount Domestic. Um, so no, by, by the same studio, I just mean that it's uh, it's not Fox releasing it again. Got it. And just being like two Camerons at once. It's Paramount going, well, it's the 25th year and Cameron's hot again right now. So let's throw it out there. It's a good call. Yeah. BTS yet to come in cinemas. Opened at number four with $8 million. Yeah, $8 million. What's the total? Because I think it opened earlier, didn't it? Or nope. no? Okay, fine. So it has the highest per theater average on the chart. Um, and yeah, it's a concert movie. Fans went out to see it. It's a, it's a band that um, is taking hiatus right now because they're all doing their required military service, I believe. Ah, In Korea. And so... Maybe that helped it a little bit here. It was like, you know, they're not making music, but we can go see them. Yeah. Um, that makes sense. It makes sense. And uh, it worked. I just wish it wasn't called BTS yet to come in cinemas. That's Yeah, it's tough. And that spelling. Uh, Puss in Boots opened at number five. Not opened, but came in rather at number five. Opened many weeks ago. I uh, $7.8 million. It was a 25% drop. It's up to 151 just remarkable. We're definitely getting over 170, I would bet. Um, it's now surpassed the gross of the first one. Um, and yeah, it's a modern day, uh, modern day. It's a uh, Greatest Showman came out f- f- six years ago. Yeah. Greatest Showman came out six years ago. It'll, it'll be six years. 
That seems like a long time ago. Um, Those songs have been stuck in my head ever since. And uh, and yeah, it's just it's plugging along. I'm seeing it tomorrow again, I believe, and I'm very excited to do so. Uh, all right, elsewhere on the list, Man Called Auto is still plugging along. Uh, the Chosen Season 3 finale. Can you go back a few weeks and find the Chosen? Remember when the Chosen premiered? I sure do. Try to find that. Season 3, Episode 2, 1. 1 and 2, uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, but that opened, looks like on Wednesday or so, made 3.6. Made five million for the the five day uh, low per theater average, and it's just interesting in my opinion because initially that season premiere took certainly you by surprise. I would bet like first or second weekend of January because it was high up on that list. Yeah, I thought that too. And uh, also, gone no, it was. <clears throat> First or second weekend of January. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Chosen Season 3, Episode 1 and 2, was released November 18th. Nah, that's <laughs> not true. That's not right. Um, <laughs> nope. Really? Uh, that's crazy. $8.7 million. 8.7? Yeah. See? There you go. It's, uh, I don't know why. It's just the finale didn't make as much. Um, all right. In its second weekend, uh, Pathan, the, the Bollywood film, it took a steep drop, 61%, made another two and a half. It's at 14. Um, yeah, it's a pretty steep drop, but worldwide, I believe it is the biggest Bollywood film that does not have a release in China currently. It's really huge. I would love to catch it on the big screen, but I keep having things to do. Too many movies to watch these days. And, uh, no, I just got you here. I got Chris tonight. Tuesday, I'm over at, at Mom's. Wednesday, we're seeing Close. Thursday, we have the other thing. When are you going to fit in BTS yet to come in cinemas? Well, no, that I'll go to. Um, you ever heard a BTS song? Yes. Okay. I'm sure I have, too. I just don't yeah. know it. Fire? I don't know. That sounds like something that I've heard. Uh, and then also in its second weekend, Infinity Pool, all the way down number 13, dropped 67%. I think we all saw that coming. All right, sure Noah, did. let's talk about, uh, in our spotlight, AMC. Okay. Now, some of you may be aware or not, because this just happened today, this morning, AMC theaters to change movie ticket prices based on seat location. This is an article from Variety. Yeah. I'm going to skim it, um, but essentially... It's similar to concerts, sporting events, Broadway. Um, the uh, let's see, it kicks off on Friday at select locations in New York and Chicago, including our local theater here that we Indeed. go to. Um, three different seat pricing options. The first, and I hate how they uh, label these, the standard sightline, described as quote the seats that are the most common in auditoriums and are available for the traditional cost of a ticket. Then there's value sight line, referred to as the seats in the front row of the auditorium, as well as ADA seats in each auditorium, which is uh, Americans Dis- American Disability Act, I believe, yeah. um, and are available at a lower price than standard sight line. Um, it says value sight line pricing is only available to AMC stub members, including the free tier membership. And then the third option is preferred sight line, which are the seats in the middle of the auditorium and are priced at a premium to standard sightline seats. We'll be able to reserve those at no additional cost. So it looks like the value ones are the, uh, or no, standard is seemingly back 
and very front of this middle section, if we're looking at a standard right. theater, and the sides. Yeah. Um, then you got value, which is the front section and the, uh, the, the, the ADA seats in the front where wheelchairs can go and, and whatnot. And then, uh, premium, what is it called? Preferred, Preferred is the middle section of the, the middle auditorium. Um, so let's see. Uh, Sightline at AMC is applied to all showtimes beginning after 4 p.m. Okay, that's on Friday. Not applicable on discount Tuesdays when all movie tickets are discounted to five, so we're still doing that. Um, so, okay, this is what uh, VP and CMO Elliot Hamlish of AMC Theater says. Sightline at AMC more closely aligns AMC's seat pricing approach to that of many other entertainment venues, offering experience-based pricing Another way for moviegoers to find the value at the movies. Uh, while every seat at AMC delivers an amazing moviegoing experience, we know there are some moviegoers who prioritize their specific seat and others who prioritize value moviegoing. Sightline at AMC accommodates both sentiments to help ensure that our guests have more control over their experience that every trip to AMC is a great one. So this seems like a disaster. I'll tell you why. One of the thing, one of the things that jumped right out at me, is that if you have a rowdy seat, uh, someone behind you that's talking, yeah, or a seat that's broken, or a seat that's sticky, or a seat that has popcorn on it still, and you've paid premium preferred pricing for this, you're more likely to be fucking pissed. Oh yeah, and I think that's going to create a big problem because the theaters obviously can't control the people around they control the cleanliness of their theater, but they can't control the people, the get other guests of, of, unless you, you know, go out and say that person's annoying and then they ask them to leave. But I just, you're setting yourself up for a lot of mixed signals. This is a very, it's not a complicated message, but it's, it's a complex enough one that it's going to be hard to get this across to general movie going audiences before they go to a theater and go, why does it look like this when I want to pick a seat? And why is this one $14 or whatever right. the case may be? This just seems like a gimmick. I much prefer my idea where you um, price it out based on the movie's appeal. That of course leads to studios being like, no, our movie's a big movie, you know, Actually, that's interesting. Is that let's say you're releasing what's like a big flop, Black Adam? Yeah. No, uh, Black Adam was supposed to be big. What's like a what's like a flop that like is like a little movie that wanted to be big? I, uh, a little movie that wanted to or be like big? a movie Wait, that was on. trying to sell itself oh, as a big it. deal. I uh, not sell itself as a big deal, but how about Bones and all? So I'm thinking of too small. Yeah, I'm thinking more like uh, like uh, skyscraper. Okay, that was like, oh, we're the big leagues. Okay, you know, gotcha. we're 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 one of the biggest blockbusters of the summer. Uh, you need to price us at higher, and AMC looks at the metrics and goes, "No, you're not. Um, we don't think a lot of people are going to come here for you. So let's start you at lower, and then we'll get more seats." They go, "No, no, no. We want to be as high because then it becomes a status symbol, right? Where it's like, oh, if the movie is." Uh, you know, if the movie is fourteen dollars a ticket, it must be a big movie, right? I must get my money's worth out of it, and so that could lead to that. But I just I feel like that's a more sustainable option than you pick all these seats and the grid is all crazy. And I don't know what what are your thoughts on this? I yeah, I mean I think it's a 
it's obviously very stupid to me. It is just so clearly like a money grab thing. And the, the problem is that just even in like AMC's press release, yeah. there's no way to justify it beyond we want to charge more money for things. Right. Like they're they're out here trying to say like we know some people have a you know they prefer where they want to sit, and so we're giving them more control over where they sit. Like you already have full control over where you sit in every AMC theater. You're not gaining any value by this. I, uh, and to try to say that like oh this is just how they sell tickets at the theater or at Madison Square Garden. It's like, yeah, because some of those tickets are, like, way up high and far away, and some of them are behind a pillar. Yeah. Like, all the seats in an AMC bar, like, the very front row, they're all basically exactly the same. Yeah. Do we see any difference? I'm actually going to look at a sample, but, like, where we usually sit, which is right the first row up, yeah. up the stairs... There's no way there's that much of a difference between that and the middle of that section. No, and not certainly not enough to like put money to it. So it's just it's just dumb and I I expect it's going to stay because I don't think enough people are going to yell about it to cause problems, but I think it's going to cause a lot of problems for the people working in those theaters and it's just I agree. It's just way too blatantly money grubbing. Don't like it. What theater? I went to to the theater we go to, and I clicked on a movie, and it said that it wasn't doing it for that movie. Maybe they're only rolling it out for like new releases or something. I looked for Ma- I looked on Magic Mike. Maybe they're only rolling it out for old releases or something. Oh, it was it was the Ranhurst. Ah, <laughs> that's doing it. That's a terrible theater to do it. Yeah. So where we usually sit, we're getting standard sightline. Four yeah. seats to our right is one dollar more. Okay. And then they oh man, you know how they said like the front row and the ADA? Yeah. It's literally just the front row. Oh yeah, yeah. It's the very front row. And it's two dollars off. So that means that you could be sitting in the second row and have to crane your neck like this. Yeah. It's basically the same degree as the other one. And uh and it's still regular price. <laughs> That I I do I do support the front row being cheaper thing. I think it should that be like sense. most of the front section should be cheaper than. Yeah, probably. But I no, I agree with it. I just think that having somewhere. it be the front row and then the row two inches behind them is just more money. And you're like, but I'm basically the same thing as them. Yeah. Um, I think it's silly. I don't think it'll last. We're getting a lot of companies uh, making bold procl. Uh, bold statements that I don't think is going to last. Netflix is the other one. Right. Was it Netflix? Yeah, with their password yeah, sharing password stuff. Shit. All right, let's play some games. All right. Uh, how about we start with everybody's favorite game? That's a good one to start Did with. Did it make more or less than? We all know how to play. I named three movies. You list them in order. Which ones made more and which ones made less? I'll tell you. At the box office. For a bonus point, you can tell me. The year in question. They oh, all came out the same year. I'll do that. One of the movie's opening weekend totals I'll within $3 million. It's we the are first ju- week of three? It is. Yeah, we're adjusting a little bit. And one of the movie's final grosses within $3 million. All right. Are you ready to play? Yeah. Your three movies are The Internship, 
Pain and Gain, and Riddick. 2015? It's 2013. Really? Yeah. The internship came out in 2013. Oh! Wait. I was thinking of the intern. Oh, no, no. And Annie Hathaway and Robbie De Niro. Yeah. I I remember that. That was called The Intern. It came out in 2015. Um, I did not do that as like a deliberate trap, but. I know what the internship is. Sean Levy. Sure. Two past its prime re teaming of those. uh, Two Appalachian schlubs go to work at Google. Yeah, but it's like, what did you say? It was 2013? Yes. Eight years after Wedding Crashers? Yeah. Jesus, guys. Um, I don't remember being that bad, but it was just like, why is this happening now? Why would this is the script you all were waiting for? <laughs> we want to work together, but we need the right script. We need to it's comment the internship. on the Silicon Valley. Uh, all right. What made more? Um, pain and Gain? Pain and Gain is number one, yes. Okay. Then the internship, then Riddick. That is correct. Okay. <sighs> Opening weekend pain and gain. I'm going to say 20. Exactly right. 20.2. And let's do Riddick for gross. And I'm going to say 42. That is also exactly right. All right. Jesus Christ. I could have gotten rid Whee! of the window entirely and it would have made no difference. Whee! Damn. Damn, that was a good one. I know my Riddick. <laughs> I, yes. I don't know if I would have gotten the year. Okay. If I had placed the movie, I don't know if I would have gotten 2013. So. All right. I, yeah, in, incredible stuff. A five-point effort there. Your first five-point effort. Ooh. It didn't make more or less than. I, just, just very well done. Uh, come and gone from a theater near you. Are you ready to go yeah. back in time? We're sticking with 2013. This is week five. It's February 1st, 2013. February 1st. One film. 2014? 13. 13. Same year as the other game. Yeah, exactly. (sighs) One film, February 1st. Open number one. Number one. No, just give me a hint. All right. Uh, It's a YA romance i'm number four no okay more like oh oh overtly oh, oh, romantic. oh 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 warm bodies yes we saw that we were just talking about that it's got nicholas holt it sure does uh who's pretty fun i uh, i don't remember in this movie Teresa palmer yeah Who's rob cordry well who could forget rob <laughs> cordry dave franco Yep, uh, saw that with my mother we did. I don't remember. I think we thought it was okay. Um, John Malkovich. Who directed that? Who directed that? Uh, it was directed by Jonathan Levine. Uh, yes, he did 50-50. Okay. later go on to do The Night Before. Oh, yeah. All right. Uh, that opened to... That did okay. I'm going to say A Night... Oh, God. Did I do over 20? My gut was 18. I'm now going to say 23. Uh, you should have split the difference and said twenty point three million dollars, right. which All would right. have been exactly right and a little spooky. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's still quite close. Well, there you go. No, I don't have anything else for us. Um, 
So let's uh, let's recommend a movie for the folks this week slash weekend. All right. Uh, I do recommend Knock at the Cabin. I do, too. A movie that I thought was a fun time. Fun and Dolby. Don't Ooh. don't go into Knock at the Cabin don't, expecting. But go into it. Yeah, this yeah, is very important. Go. We are saying go into it. But don't go in expecting like, what if this movie's great? Because I don't think it is. It's just very straightforward. Yeah, it's it's very straightforward. It's very well made. It's very just like it's like well the done. Best made. Um, Fine movie. No, I was gonna like a food thing. Okay. Like the like that wouldn't you know that's like a plain like the best made peanut butter and jelly. But I, I think food is the wrong example. Cause I yeah, because the best made peanut butter and jelly. What about fucking cereal? Moves. I. Best made bowl. Best made craft macaroni and cheese. This macaroni and cheese is pretty fucking good. It is. I think I, you're gonna you're gonna have you're gonna have a hard time with the best version of all foods. All right, fine. Uh, I just I just mean to say that Shyamalan directs the shit out of it. His style in the movie is impeccable. It looks great. He milks it for every ounce that it's worth. Uh, it's just the script that's too straightforward. Great performances. Great directing, great visuals. It's a lot of uh, a lot of that, so it's good. Yeah, and Dave Batista no. continues to impress me in a way yeah. that makes Batista, me happy. Batista's great. Uh, all right, plug us up. All right, you can find us at whatsintheboxoffice.com. We are on Twitter at WitBoxOffice. That is also our Instagram handle. I am on Twitter at Noah Drew. I am at Brian DeSerber, D-A-S-U-R-B-E-R. I've seen 133 2022 movies now. That is more than me <sighs> by a considerable amount. I'm exhausted. I think this, uh, I think this uh, independent spirit thing is really, really bumping those numbers up. It you, sure is, I Noah. Feel like, I feel like usually you had you have me by like twenty five movies. It varies. There was a few years since I've been keeping a list that I've gone from like, you know, eighty six to a hundred and twenty, a hundred and one. I did a hundred and one two years in a row. My most was two thousand sixteen, one hundred and forty four. I don't know why. We had longer last year because yeah. the Oscars were at the end of March. Yeah. We just didn't watch a lot of 2021 movies. I, whereas I am currently sitting at 73. Well, that's way more. Seen, which is like... 60 more. Yeah. Uh, Those aren't like, all indie movies. Sorry? Those aren't all independent spirit awards. No, movies. they're not all indie. Like, the 73 is like... It's a little on the low side uh-huh. for uh, for my totals, especially in my heyday. Yeah. But like, yeah, you, usually you get you've got me beat by like twenty, Crushing thirty movies. Blowing you out of the water. Yeah. <sighs> All right. You Next know what week. else is being blown out of the water is uh, the competition that we face on our streaming platforms, such as oh. uh, Spotify and Apple Podcasts and Stitcher. <laughs> Yeah, Next they week. don't they don't want us on those platforms. We're doing so well. Next week, big week. Not because of the Super Bowl. Probably gonna end up watching that alone. Next week's big because of the Super Bowl. Trailers, that is. Oh, hell yeah. We're going to get our first look. We're going to bring back, uh, we're going to get a lot of Noah Domus predictions next week. We're going to, and I believe, you know what we should do is we should record some of it on Saturday before we go see Magic Mike because they're going to release at least the Fast and Furious trailer on Friday and I think they're going to release some other ones on Friday. Okay. 
So we should maybe we'll record those uh, before the thing. So that way you get fresh, fresh looks instead of like, oh, I saw the TV spot in the background of the thing. Right. Um, but a lot of trailers, Flash trailer coming. Oh, boy. Uh, <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> Flash, some other Fast and Furious. There's, uh, there's a lot of big movies uh, that we're going to get first looks for. It's very exciting. Um, that'll be next week. This has been What's in the Box Office. I've been your host, Brian. And I've been your host, Noah. We'll see you next week. And until then, go see a movie.